Um, so, Chris, who who first off? Let's start off with um, let's start off with who who is Christopher Kyles, man? I, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea who you are. How to introduce you? Um, so man. so who is Chris Kyles? Man, Chris Kyles is a young man. Shoot, born and born, not born in Georgia, but raised in Georgia, man. Who uh, who who's a musician who loves music, who teaches music who uh, has an awesome band in Atlanta right now that does a great job called Six Flow and got a really good show that's about to be a, a, a big show called Just Vibin' Series. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a, I'm a jack of all trades, studio engineer, musician, minister, uh, shoot, uh, sound, um, sound engineering, lighting engineering, uh, recording producer. I mean, I've done, I do a lot of these things, man, coaching, development, for musicians and for for managers for bands so yeah man that's christopher kyle's you know just, i'm just i'm just chris man at the end of the day <laughs> got you got you and um so obviously you know we've been we've been working together for some time um so yeah, i know yeah. you pretty pretty well um but i some things certain things i don't know about you i don't know you know um like when <laughs> you got started in music like so when when were you were like i want to pick up the keyboard or piano or however it got started like what made you get started well bruh shoot it goes further than back and further than that as a matter of fact i started playing the drums when i was actually four years old all right so you started you started um, off with the drums drums but okay but i uh, also go a little further than that uh before i started playing the drums i was actually born deaf like i couldn't hear like i was born deaf literally what and no hold on wait 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 so you were born you were born deaf yes sir and yes sir and then and then what happened so like well i was born deaf but the doctors was like you know my eardrums was not working but but and the reason why i wasn't working because of the wax and some sort of bacteria was in my eardrum so so bad they pronounced me as I couldn't hear, deaf, I couldn't hear. Wow. So they gave me, yeah, so they told me I had like two options, man. They have a, actually had a drill holes inside of my head so that way I can hear, that way I can get to get around the bacteria, but then it'll look weird. And then they said, don't even do it, it's gonna be horrible. So, I mean, shoot, long story short, man, my mom is a evangelist, man, she pray hard. And she pray her socks off, man, and she pray and ask God to help me. and. Next thing you know, it, man, I mean, I tell you all the truth, man, that my eardrums started opening up and I was there to play. And, you know, my mom simply said that God will use my ears to really be so keen to music. It'll be incredible. And it's definitely taken its effect. I mean, it really is, man. So I. I yeah. So I, after that, I went to drums. All right. So and you start. Drums, so, so you started off with the drums. So when you when you started playing the drums could you hear uh, at that point so you, you could hear yourself playing the drums i can hear myself playing the drums all right this so you wasn't you wasn't just like bang 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 like you wasn't going nah, in like nah, no nah. all right all right like yo, <laughs> yo his parents is probably like yo chris chill yeah man we lived upstairs in an apartment in germany so i, I know and i play drums there so i know they were mad at me <laughs> got you so you so okay so you you also just introduced another topic so you you said you were in germany at the time so right, my mom was military. Yeah. Okay, so your mom was in military. What uh, what service was she in? 
Army. Army. Okay. So glad. Thank, thank your mom for her service. Uh, definitely, right. definitely going to throw that in there. But um, okay. So you started playing the drums. When did you transition from drums? Because I, I only know you for playing the keys. So right, right. At what age did you decide to jump from percussion to keys? I jumped shift around 10 years old on Christmas morning when my grandmother bought me a keyboard. Okay. That's when I jumped, that's when I really jumped shift. Okay. And then I guess at that point you were, you started taking like classes and things like that, or did you like, I mean, YouTube and stuff wasn't a thing where like we could just, we weren't able to go online and at 10. So like, did you start taking classes or did, um, did you have somebody in your family that was, you know, musically inclined? Um, no, actually, I just picked up by ear, man. I mean, I picked up by ear, and I have I have music teachers. Literally, you know, they didn't show me notes. They heard what I was playing, and I played tracks. I played music along what I was playing, and I was able to catch it real fast. And um, I didn't learn music till I got older. I didn't know notes and everything until I got older, like around in my late teens. But okay. until that time, I've been playing by ear. I've been picking up so easily, like it's. It's amazing, man. Thank God, man. So, all right. So, you uh, so you playing by ear? I guess like what when you were playing by ear? What were you playing by ear? Like were you playing like, was it like hip hop stuff? Was it more jazzy? Was it more pop at that time? Like what was it that you were playing that was like okay, cool? I want to. That's what I want to create because you know obviously when you're playing by ear you have you're literally listening and recreating what it is that you're hearing right right well uh, my mom started with gospel okay and okay. Uh, amen she went from gospel to a gospel and she did um the old clark sisters she did um mj pace the, all those people she started I, she started playing those music those songs to me and um and then uh, my my uh was my grandfather introduced me to old school so uh i had a family who loved music so yeah that's what started from gospel to r&b to old school R&B. got you got so, yeah. you so gospel so <laughs> well I, I guess and like obviously i know i know now you play in church you play at your church and things like that and so all right so you started off with gospel at 10 you started playing music by ear at what point did you say because you said as an adult now, you started taking a little bit more seriously. You started learning music. So at what age did you say, okay, I'm really kind of talented at this music thing. I want to take it more seriously. Um, when did that start? It started when I was 15 because I joined a band at the age of 16 and I was still playing at church. Okay. Um, I, was, I was in a band, some local band at 16, young age, playing, playing keys a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't that good. But I had a good foundation of it, okay. so I started realizing, like you know, I can make I can make some happen at the age of sixteen. But I still was kind of going through the whole thing with college and school and stuff like that. But so, what was yeah, the name was, of the band? What was the name of the band when you were sixteen? Oh my god, uh, I don't remember. You don't I, remember I the name of your first <laughs> band, man? I, I know it's some city heat. Some oh, city heat. Oh man, I'm trying to I'm, just, I'm trying to clown you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying, just, to, I'm trying to clown you I'm for your just, name. Be you know how long ago that was. Listen, man, I, I do. Do you um? 
do you um did you have like a like a like a dope stage name or anything like that like any you know 88 uh, keys I, 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 <laughs> no 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 i did they used to Crit- flaming hands man. what was it flaming hands oh flaming hands <laughs> at, the time, at the time it didn't mean the other way until recently so if i get called flaming hands now it's a problem but then it wasn't like that. It was like, oh yeah, flame, oh, yeah, flaming hands, hands be shaking, flaming. Chris, flaming hands. Oh man, oh man, you lucky I ain't go to high school and try to clown you for life. All right, so, all right, so, all right, so, you're uh, you're 16. You're in this band called Something City, and they calling you Flaming Hands, and uh, right, and okay, so as you got older. Did you did you get closer into music? Did you have like falling outs? Did you like refocus? Because I mean, obviously, your nine to five isn't that, and you're moving towards that. Um, so, you know, while you were focusing on gaining the skills for your nine to five, did that like take a back seat, or did it? Was it something that you just did as a hobby? Like where where was it in your life at that point? So I guess from after sixteen, whenever you got out of this band, I got a ba- I got out the band at a. I stayed there for about a couple of years, but I pulled out mainly when I um, got to college. I wanted to focus on school because I thought that, you know, I thought at first that once I left that band and just playing for church, I thought it was just a phase. Okay. But after a while, I mean, after a while, I was like, you know what? I think it was like as college was going forward and was going through, I started realizing that I didn't want it. I just got the degree, but that's not, I didn't feel felt incomplete. You know what I'm saying? But that's when I felt at the time that I needed to go back to it. But that's where it started from. It started for me in college, man. Got I you. just pulled away from I wish I didn't. I wish I stayed hard, but I, I didn't. Got I didn't. you. So, so at that point, you're like, okay, I feel life is feeling incomplete. So what was, I guess, your first steps towards building you know kind of where you're at right now i'm just trying to walk through that process um so that i can understand you know people one can understand your journey it could help them out you know say hey somebody could be where you were five years ago could be where you were when you know i got a college degree now but i kind of feel incomplete what do i need to do um so i'm trying to provide value and also trying to you know just kind of see what that journey was like and so when you realized that music was something that was going to fulfill your life um, and your life's happiness and things like that, um, what, how did you start that transition? Well, to be honest with you, I was kind of like forced into it. And the reason I was forced into it because after college, I felt like I had nothing going on. At the college, my mom and my dad went through a divorce. At the college, it just my life went through a downward spiral. Like, you know, lost everything, lost my apartment, lost my car, lost everything. I was I was nearly homeless. Actually, I was homeless. And it it, it after that, I had to make a choice: was to go back to the corporate, go back into the corporate world and be unhappy, or go the way that I know that I love to go, my passion, which is music. And how was I going to help? Why was that going to work? And I knew at the time, you know, I was going, I was, I had a lot of, I had a lot of pain and suffering at that time that I was dealing with due to, during the fact of so much happened, so much loss, 
but when I decided to go back into music and the first thing in music I went to was church because church is where I originally started from. Mm -hmm. So I went back in the church and I started playing the keys and they asked me to be a minister of music and I did that. And, you know, I started feeling the real passion behind music slowly, like it started growing. But I, I was kind of, to answer your question, I was kind of put against the wall, man. I was, my back was against the wall for that. I had to make other choice now or never because that time that time never came again got you got you okay so um so you you went ahead you had to make that choice at that point what um what was it that um that like what was the first step now so okay we're, we're at the place now where we're having to make this choice and mm. like did you did you say okay i'm gonna go ahead and, and really like learn music theory was that was that the first step was it i need to get go ahead and grab another keyboard or bring that keyboard out dust it off um and start playing things that i like at this point um like so what what kind of springboarded because i'm trying to get to like where you are with six flow right because i think that six flow was a little bit before just vibing and right. so I'm trying to walk us now through how you got from that dark place where you were to mm -hmm. meeting the, you know, the guitarist, the bass player, things like that, and really building out six flow. Like how. Yeah. So I, if I'm if, yeah. so if I'm a keyboard player right now and I'm mm -hmm. 23 years old, I'm living at home, just graduated from college, um, really tough to get a job right now because of covid. And I really want right. to start this band or I really want to, you know, transition now into this music because I feel like there's a huge opportunity. How did you start? For me, what I had to do, I had to reach, I had to surround myself around people who actually have the same mindset and who's been through the same thing I've been through and trying to get there as well. And I had to, I had to reteach myself. Because for a moment, I've been out the grid for a minute, so I had to reteach myself music, reteach myself how to rehear music the right way. And then I decided to go into music theory. I decided to go ahead and learn the basics, just the basics, just the basics. And, you know, I had to literally had to do a self-analysis self of myself. I had to say, you know what? This, I made a decision. Now I have to go forth and grow. Now I got to grow in this. Now I got to learn how to be a leader when the time comes i gotta learn how to i got i gotta learn how to do it so i would say man when i was a music when i was a minister to the church that helped me a lot to become a leader of a band also okay because when, you, when you're in church prime example i know some ministers and music probably listening to us right now man but let's just say that you have a band your own band but there's but they're saying that you're not really a good leader the best thing to do is to pull back and evaluate yourself and to see what it is that you're doing and use those attributes that you do so well in as a music as a minister of music for your band and the reason why is because it helps like when you're in church when you're a minister of music you have to go you have certain guidelines be on time for rehearsal mm -hmm. uh, make sure by practice and material uh, make sure that everyone is on point with their notes. You know, it relates to a band as well. It's the same thing, same right. concept. But when you're playing, when you're a music and you're playing a keyboard, you have a double duty because you're not only accountable for them, 
but you're also kind of for, my, for, my, for yourself. And that's what I had to learn, how to double duty myself, you know, to be a keyboard player, but also be a minister of music. Like how do I delegate somebody to find the music for me while I teach someone the notes and while I teach myself the notes? Or do I play the chords rightly, right while smiles teach the words of the song? So I won't have to be slam dunk with all these, all these responsibilities and I'll just be so taxed. Right. So I had to literally, I had to literally, literally learn how to do it. And I had to, I went, man, I went through, I went through some things, bro. I, I went through some things with that because you have people in a church and Minnesota music who will go against you, right. who will go against your beliefs, who will say like, uh, you, what you're doing is not, I, I don't feel it. I don't feel it. So how do you, as a leader of a music, of a band or a minister of music, how do you adjust to the, to the whole thing of them not agreeing to what you're saying? Right. Because music is a, is a smooth area. So I had to learn it, man. So I'm still learning. Yeah. All right. So, and yeah. And I, and I think that's a big thing is that a lot of people get to, you know, they look at you, they look at people who are in successful positions and they're like, well, they're overnight success or, oh, they just got lucky or, you know, they don't really know the road in which, you know, you traveled and things that you had to go through to get there. So how long were you in the church program before you said, okay, I've learned how to, you know, manage, do the double duty stuff. And I think that I'm ready to, create something outside of here on my own and take what I've learned and use and utilize it. So, and and the reason why I'm asking is because once again, I want people to understand that it's not a short journey. It's not something that you said, okay, I'm going to go into this church two weeks later, you know, (laughs) I've learned three things and now I'm going to go ahead and start this band and it's going to be, it's going to be successful or it should, it should be successful because I've put in three weeks of hard work. So how how many like how much time were you learning, just learning as a student those processes at the church? Bruh. I it I would say from two thousand eight till about two thousand and fourteen. That's how long it took me. And um it took me it took me that long and i had to man i had to learn to be humble mostly mm. because as a leader sometimes it can be very very hard to bite your tongue when you know you're right about something but you and you stand on it but yet they go against you still so and as a as a, as a musician is even is you're more sensitive about it because of the mere fact that you know, you know, you you know this chord is right. You know, you you play this chord so well. You tell the singer to sing it right because I hear that song right on the CD. But they just want to sing it their way. When they sing it their way, it is not cool. And you want to throw the phone at them. And you're like, do you understand what I just showed you? I gave you the song. I gave you the material to practice it. Come on. But I ain't gonna lie to you. At first, for me in the beginning, I will get so prideful and defensive. And I would just quickly just go at him, say, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. The pastor had to sit me down. The pastor had to sit me down and say to me, it was like, hi, Chris, uh, I feel this is a learning stage for you because there's something bigger down the road. I didn't know what it was, but he saw it. So 
until then I had to endure those years of learning, evaluating, submitting, learning, evaluating, submitting. And then after 2014, I said, you know what? I'm thinking I'm ready to do another band outside. And that's when I came up with the band Diverse Floretry, which is now Six Flow. Um, that's where that whole concept idea of I want it's time for me to venture outside because now I've gotten to that place where I could say I've learned the basics. I haven't learned everything in church, but I've learned the basics. So, and you can learn the basics in church quicker, just like you can learn patience in Walmart. <laughs> right, right, so. right, right, right. <laughs> all right, Definitely, so, man. all right, so you started, you started the band. And you went out. So I know a lot of times, I know a lot of people who have bands. Um, I know a lot of times they um, they uh, they got a lot of people that they switch in and out. So how many, like, so how does like rehearsals go? Like, okay, cool. I'm a, you know, I just picked up, um, I just got this guitar from Guitar Center. Um, I spent the grip on it. You know what I'm saying? I'm excited about it. And I, I'm ready to join Six Flow. Right, but I've I only mm-hmm. been playing the guitar for like two weeks. But I think I'm good, you know what I'm saying? And I got this nice guitar, so I should be straight. <laughs> so like, if I want to go ahead and I want to join Six Flow, what does that process look like? Okay, well, the process of joining Six Flow is I listen for the following factors. I, I listen for experience. I listen for creativity. And most important, I listen for your own style. As musicians, there's so many musicians out there that play like somebody else, but do not play like themselves. Every musician has their own language. For Six Flow, every person has their own language that they that they give out to the people. Every person has their own experience and style that they give out to the people. But what makes it what makes me how how rehearsal goes is like this: you have to know your you have to know your stuff. You have to know your instrument you have to know because by you knowing the instrument means you know who you are as a musician okay but if you don't know your instrument that means you don't know who you are and you still learn the process like so for so, example you bought the key. yeah okay no no, yeah. no go ahead for example for go ahead keep going i'm sorry because I was, I was gonna ask but it, it seems like you about to go into it so let's go ahead <laughs> like for example if you just bought an instrument and you ready to come on board you really are not ready to come on board you you you're, you're putting yourself in a situation you're not ready for because the way that is designed is that by you knowing your instruments and knowing your sound, that means any song we can play, you may not know it, but you know the basics. But if you just bought an instrument or you just knew, I'll just say you're new into the, to, to the music scene and you're just getting started, you cannot adapt. Because what it is, 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 is like you, you haven't grasped the whole thing of your instrument. You don't you don't know how it goes. You don't know how a style rolls. So it's it's like it's six flow rehearsals is like really I I I structure it for a reason because and that's why it's successful to this to this day mm-hmm. is because it's structured on the basis of knowing your instrument, knowing your material, but still having fun. Learning, if, if you know those things, you can freestyle, create your own music, create your own style. You can do those things if you know your own instrument. Right. And if you get along with your own crew. Right. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So, 
when you say learn your own instrument, let me ask you this. So you you play the keys, you play the piano, right? You 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 obviously travel with the keyboard. Um, right. What type of keyboard do you have? I have a Roland FA uh, 07. Okay, so you have a Roland a Phantom 7. FA, you said 07? It's a Roland, it's called a Roland Phantom, a Phantom, Phantom 7. All right, Roland Phantom. All right, so, and I'm, I know I'm, I'm about to hit you over the head, man, but I got some, I got questions, man. So, what <laughs> what made you choose that keyboard over let's say like a yamaha or something of that nature like what what was it was it price point was it was it you know key accuracy you know like and it and it, and it could not be either so like you know I, I have photography background i'm not a photographer i want to make this clear i'm not a photographer but I go and I know a lot of photographers and, you know, some people prefer Canon, some people prefer Nikon, um, some people prefer right. Sony or um, whoever else, uh, Kodak cameras, whatever. Um, and a lot of times it's not really like one better or worse. It's just kind of like where you got started. So like people who picked up a camera 10 years ago like you know man i I just somebody gave me a nikon and i just i started buying all these lenses for nikon and i've just always just used to just shooting nikon um and vice versa with canon so it doesn't i don't i don't know so i'm asking out of curiosity so if i'm looking for if i'm like yo tomorrow i you know i just listened to this podcast chris kyle's is you know great dude great musician um knows his instrument why did you choose the Roland Phantom. The Roland Phantom 07 has a unique style of um, precision to it. Um, it has a G style uh, flow when when you when you when you actually playing the keys on when you playing your fing- when your fingers are playing the keys on that keyboard, your style of playing it flows better with a G style keyboard. Um, that keyboard also has 16 layers. So I'm able to bring strings or bring brass or bring certain sounds on top of sounds, on top of sounds, on top of sound. So, and I control them with the knob. So that gives me, I would call it a flavor when you play. Certain songs want strings, certain songs want synth, certain songs want organ or certain songs want, you know, the harp or whatever. That keyboard gives you that thing. Now, my homeboy told me, Steve, my drummer told me, he was like, I should have got the Yamaha. I had a Yamaha prior to. Okay. But the rolling, the rolling to me is is really good for it's heavy for synth. Heavy for synth. It is amazingly heavy for synth. And it sounds good. Okay. Um the Yamaha the Yamaha I also have too is good for piano it's good piano and organ and rolls. Like it's really good for those things. Okay. I have a Yamaha mix, so and and I and I, I love it. I love it. Gotcha. I love it. All right, so got the rolling. You know your instrument rehearsals. You got to make sure that they know their instrument. What um, what was it now? So now you're a band. You got the band together. Um, I've heard you guys. You guys sound great. Uh, I think that we spoke, and my wife heard you my wife wasn't my wife at the time and she was like oh he definitely got to play at the reception um <laughs> and we haven't had a reception yet because we just haven't had a reception yet and I don't, I don't, at this point i don't even know we're gonna have one but at any rate <laughs> you sounded <laughs> you sounded you sounded really great um as a group mm-hmm. and so um 
So how now are you getting gigs? Because I noticed you guys are, you know, starting to go out and perform and things like that. So how did you start pitching your band to venues and making people say, you know what? We're going to pay you guys to perform here and it's going to be great. How, how do you transition now? So, okay, so you're, you know, you're a 15 year old. You got this band. Da, 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 da. You go to college. You, the music falls back at this point. You, you get to a place where you've had this void in your life. You start picking up the keys again. Um, and, go, you, you know, you do it in the church. Now you're playing in venues. So, you you know, Whiskey Mitch, uh, um, whiskey mistress and right, other places <laughs> um <laughs> and other venues um so how how do you walk i guess yeah let me get so how do you walk in with your band or without your band just maybe by yourself and say hey i think we should play here what i what i do is i go in to fill the crowd to see how the crowd is i go in to fill the crowd and see the fill energy once I know the energy is right for the band, I go to the promoter and present Six Flow as a product. I don't. I present it as a product that's going to be a benefit for that venue. Okay. And a lot of promoters want to hear when you're going out there and you're um, get trying to get a band. I heard one 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 manager came to me. We had a I had a, a meeting with them. I think it was um, yesterday. And she came and talked to me. Had a meeting with me and told me, hey, "I'm trying to get my band gigs. How you get your band gigs?" Da, 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 da. And I asked her, how does she do it? And she was like, well, what I do is I just say, I got a band, you know, I, I think this band should be good. I think this band should be good for your venue. I said, stop. First of all, you said, I think my band, you think, that means you're not sure. That means that you kind of like, I don't know if it's gonna be good or not. The moment you have that unsurety in your voice, it gives them a sense of doubt. And then there's gonna be a chance they're not gonna book you because you're not confident in your product. You see, and when I go to when I go promoters now, I go and let them know, hey, I have a I have a I have a product, my band Six Flow, that's gonna be amazing benefit for your venue. And if you don't believe me, here's my video product, here's my EP product, here's my here's my 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 um my fan base. Those things they look at those things. Okay. And when I go when I go to these venues. They say, "Oh man, they got a great band. They got a great fan base. Oh, the music sounds good. Oh man, they got great video product. That their their singer can definitely entertain." They look at these things, and you know, of course, they want to see how well the band sounds. But they look at these things, and that's how you really get a really good venue. I mean, I perform at the Atlanta City Hall. I perform at Juke Joint. I perform at these areas where most bands, most bands are now still trying to claw to get those things. But, and I, and they tell me these things and I ask them, how do they deliver their product? First thing they're like, what product? What is a pro what product? I say, your band is a product that you're promoting to make more money for you. Right. That's it. Right. That's all you're doing. And it was like, oh, I didn't, oh, I didn't think of it like that. Yeah. You go out there and you present to them sell yourself, sell your merchandise, get that, um, let them know what you can offer for them. There's your benefit tool right there. What does the Steve Harvey just say? Always be closing. And, and right there, I mean, the one, the moment you got it, you, you present your stuff, you're good. Gotcha. You're good. 
Got you. And but that's that's one of the coaches things I do right now. I coach a lot of beginning musician um, band managers who wants to have their own band or who has a band just started. I coach them to let them know, hey, look, this is what you need to say. This is what you need to have. This is what you need to present your product, and you can move on from. Got you. Okay, so. All right, so now you guys are getting gigs and things like that. And then, you know, you being you, you were like, all right, this is not enough. <laughs> this is not enough. So you're like, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to start this new series called Just Vibin'. So what what is Just Vibin'? Um, actually, before you answer that question, though, that's something I never asked you. I'm gonna we're gonna take a, one step back. What does six flow stand for? Like why why the number six? Well, let me back before I back that if I answer our question. All right. The name of the band was the, the name of the band was originally diverse floretry. Then the change and diverse floretry means it was diverse styles into one flow. Okay. Then it was named D flow for short. And now, after that, it was named Six Flow, which is the same concept as the first forgery, but it's just six people in one band now with different styles going into one flow. So it's, it's, it's like it's the name, the front of the name changed, but the last is still the same. Got you. So All right. Because I, I was like, I, I don't know. I don't really understand this six. You didn't Six Flow at that party. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, we, um, we going we gonna to ask him on the podcast. All right, great. So, <laughs> so you know, a certain question, I'm like, I'm not even going to ask. I'm going to just wait. So, right. all right. And this is just my brain. And for people who don't know me, like, I, I'm just a curious person. So, like, I when I, oh. in, when I interact with people, like, people think I'm messing with them because I got all right. these questions. Like, <laughs> like okay, so, so why, why do you think about that? And they like they think I'm challenging like their character. I'm just trying to understand because I'm just I'm just I'm just curious. Right? Right? Did I used to it? Oh. <laughs> They're like, why is he asking me so many questions? I'm curious. I'm literally curious. That's all I am. So right. this podcast right. now just allows me to be curious and get into everybody's business, and I love it. Hey, and hopefully, it's the Jared Wright show back on. Yes. There you go. And <laughs> hopefully, that can provide value for people who are either wanting to ask these questions, that are too afraid to ask these questions, or people who just aren't as curious as me. Um, and they they and they get they learn something out of it. So, um, so sorry about that. I just, I just wanted to make sure that out that we were on the same page. Um, so just vibing. Cause, mm. cause, cause, you know, just, just running a band and doing that, that just wasn't enough for Chris. So you decided <laughs> that you want to start a series called just vibing. So what is just vibing? I've seen it. I've seen it a couple of times. Um, you have singers come in, things like that. Seems like you also are starting to include some poetry and spoken word and so on and so forth. So what is your vision for just vibing? My vision for just vibing is basically it's a platform that's literally designed to actually help and coach artists, give them opportunity to actually be themselves in a closed location where there's no crowds. You know, most people, most artists right now, they are distracted most times when they actually are in front of a crowd and they're trying to give them their all, but they, they so distract or destructive 
and then sometimes most times within the venue as well that they don't really have the uh the the room to really do what they want to do well just vibe in series is different just vibe in series they can do whatever they want hire they want it is their show no distractions no one's there and then the good thing about just vibe and series is also that you know it's unrestricted this this is completely raw like you can do what you want to like you don't have to come in here with a set rehearsal or set song list you can come in here with nothing and just freestyle and do your thing as long as you need to as long as you're promoting yourself in the process as long as you're as long as you, as long as you're 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 stepping out of comfort zone, out of the box, and uh, the good thing about just vibing too is that it also offers live recording and video recording options. Lately, it's been both. Okay. Like lately, I've had artists been asking me, "Do you want to do a live?" And they want to have video recorded, and we do that. We do it because of the mere, of the mere fact that they have opportunity to do so. They can come in here and and get live exposure and they also they can take the video with them for a product and they can go ahead and do what they need to do. Got you. So if I'm a musician right now and I want to be mm-hmm. a guest on Just Vibin', uh mm-hmm. what what is the process? Is there a vetting process? Like do I like, you know, if I want like listen, man, I spit bars, bro. I I rap, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, we in Atlanta. God. I'm a rapper, you know what I'm saying? I've been rapping all my life. I can rap the I can rap the alphabet like it's nothing. And I want I want to come on just vibing. What does that look like? Like, what does that process entail? Do I just send you a message? We set up a date, and I just swing on through. Do you need? Do I need to send you some sort of something so that you can kind of hear something? What's that yeah, like? Yeah, that's that's what I gotta do. that's what I gotta see. I gotta I gotta see something because. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I want to support artists that um, all I want to support all the artists out here. But at the same time, you have to have good product, too, mm-hmm. because most times people want to do something. And then when I hear what it sounds, it sounds like trash. And I would love to help them out. No, I'm I, <laughs> I would love to help them out. I'm just being real. I would love to help them out. But you have to be willing to do it. You have to be willing to say, you know what? I, I can I can do better. And you can you they can do better. Right. But, you know, I can't just have anybody come to the show. You know what I'm saying? You have to come with the desire to get better, but also a desire to have exposure, a desire to be yourself, to feel free, but also with experience and don't mind sharing your experience to other people or, or other artists, artists, I'm sorry, artists that wants to be successful too. Because one thing about this show is that the show is also going to help influence other people to join in and also influence them saying that hey can do it too right and it's not just it's not just singers you're talking about dj you're talking about poetries matter of fact the last show we had uh last week i think it was two two no two saturdays ago poetry night last show off the chain it was really really good and this somebody told me on the on the line. It was inspired by the poetry because one lady came in here and did her thing. She was inspired. That's what's and up. And that's the goal. We want to inspire people. Okay. You know, we want to inspire people to say, hey, I can share my art. Let me share my art to you. The whole world. They know. Let me show you my art. So, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. So, all right. So, if I'm, a, I'm a, like I said, I'm an artist now. I want to get on. I make, you know, good music or whatever. 
Um, I want the whole six flow band playing behind me though. You know what I'm saying? Is is that an option coming on just vibing? Is that is that something that you can have done? Um, yeah. All right, that's what that's what's up, man. So, and so between the two of those right now, I guess what are you? Are you equally passionate about both, or is there one that's a little bit more? I guess like like from a just vibing. Listen, I'm asking you the tough questions, man. I, I would not be okay. Jared. I would not be Jared Wright if I was not asking you a tough question. That's been wrestling my mind for a minute. <laughs> so, is there is there one that's taking precedence in your heart over the other? And listen, man, you got people involved with Six Flow, so you better answer this. You better answer this very carefully. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't care. You know, I don't care. So. Um, be honest with you, man. There was a point before just vibing that I had nothing but absolute passion for Six Flow and where it was going. But I felt as if that was not really what I'm supposed to be doing. Okay. I mean, to have a band and start a band is one thing, but to build a legacy on something is more important. And I couldn't really build a legacy on, um, Six Flow. I mean, that's a band that does cover songs, you know, or do original. That's cool. But my mom told me something a long time ago about I used to love doing shows, and I and I was younger. I used to be in the living room, do flashlights and play music, and my sisters would come in, do dancing and stuff. I had a flashlights and go like this with it, and I had the room all black and used to be dancing around. And I used to do shows a lot when I was younger. I did. I didn't realize I had passion in doing that stuff. So it came to my mind, I said, you know what? I think just vibing is gonna be it for me. That's gonna be, that's what I'm looking for. Okay. I'm looking to, and I'm looking to do this to help everyone else. So to answer your question, I would say that now just vibing is becoming my main priority right mm-hmm. um, because Six Flow is now at a good pace. Six Flow is, is now at its own good pace. It's on its own good pace, it's doing its own thing. Now it's time for me to focus on something that I can say, this is for the people. This gotcha. is for the people to to help them. You know, this is for the people, because I'm Sysflow is for something I enjoy. You know, and it was good for the people, but it's something I enjoyed that I love doing. But just vibing is for the people. And I love doing shows. So I'm like, this, this is it right here. Right. So here's the question. Just vibing is right now taking more priority on Six Flow because it's on its own pace. It, it is. And Will it equal out in the future? Only time will tell. Right. But, but as of now, because of where it's going and what's happening right now and what I see it heading, just vibing is right now at the forefront of my mind. Got you. Okay. And I, and I think I mean I, I mean you know obviously COVID played a big part in Six Flow's momentum. Um, every musician's momentum, not just Six Flow. I mean music festivals that we were going to got canceled concerts that we right. were going to got canceled um so everybody Man. had to transition their uh their their paths of outlet to something mm. that was obviously virtual um to to still provide the music that people wanted to hear one still have that creative art expression as artists um two mm. and then you know still be able to connect with their fans um because obviously being in the same place at the same time at scale is just not something that's, you know, uh, uh, it's not something that's smart right now uh, with COVID right. going on. Okay. Um, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Actually, no, let me ask you this one last question. Um, yeah. So 
Um, and I, I think you already answered it, really. Um, but five, you know, next year this time, where do you see just vibing? Um, where, where, where? How do you want to see it grow over the next twelve months? Just vibe, just vibing. Right now, I see it growing to where it's going to have a high fan base, a high demand, high demand fan base, having its own revenue coming in. And I still, I still see it here in in my basement. But I see it being more televised, more out there for the people to see, not just Facebook, not just YouTube, but more out there for people to see, you know, okay. and to reach overseas. I want this thing to reach overseas to okay. show people out there the true creativity of of people. I'm not narrowing just black people or white people. I'm, I'm just saying people. Gotcha. I mean, because it's just the thing is that I want them to be free and be themselves, send a positive message to all of them. So. I see it really gaining strong momentum and I see myself by this time next year hitting season three because we're about to finish up season one mm -hmm. um, by the end of August and we start in season two. We already got an artist for season two starting in, in September and he already on the bandwagon. So, gotcha. and I'm working, on, I'm working on sponsorships as well, okay. which um, actually I'm going to get one in a minute from Juicy Crab Shack. So it's, and I'm working on that. So it's like, I see a lot of collateral, a lot of things happening just vibing a year from now. Okay. And six weeks still gonna be a part of part of it and go leave when it does. It's <laughs> gonna be all depressed. <laughs> got you, got you. All right, so I now I'm gonna switch gears. Word right. association. I'm gonna just say a word and I want you to just real quick, fifteen seconds maybe, just give me your reaction <laughs> on that word. All right. All right, cool. First word, right. music. Love. Okay. Piano. Passion. Mm. Black Lives Matter. Important. Okay. <laughs> Corporate America. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Corporate, corporate America, man. It, listen, it, it keep it's, it helps keep my lights on, man. I don't know what you're talking about. It, it, it does. All right, go lie. It's good to us lately. I ain't want to lie. It helps keep my lights on. Um, uh, six flow. Say it again. Six flow. I mean, oh, six flow primary. Just vibing. Absolute primary. Mm, wow. Okay. Um, Apple. Bananas. <laughs> I was. I was. I was. I was. I was thinking iPhone guys. Um, <laughs> Samsung. Rocks. Rocks. I like it. And last but not least, uh, Chris Kyle's. The man. Ah, that's not what. That's not the first thing I came. That came to my mind. Oh, but. <laughs> but no, man. Um, you know, I want to first. Um, you know, thank you so so much for for that. You know, putting in your time today and spending time with me. Uh, for the first episode of the Jared Wright podcast, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you. Um, just just 
just supporting me um, through this and, and being patient with me. For everybody who's listening today, thank you. Thank you so much for patience as, you know, obviously we got started late. Um, but thank you guys all so, so much. Chris, thank you once again. Is there anything else that I may have missed um, in my curiosity of in, in my debacle of questions that I sent your way that you want to um, that you would love to say or express here? I just want to tell, I want to express, uh, just want to say, man, thank you for the opportunity. This is an awesome platform. I'm enjoying this, man. This is really good. Uh, I love it because you be yourself, and I like the probing questions. I'm, I'm used to it, but I like it because it pulls out more out of me, and I like that, man. So I, I, I appreciate that, bro. Awesome. Keep it up, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, for people who want to find you, I'm going to obviously link them like we discussed earlier to just vibing pages um but is there any other way that you'd like for them to connect with you um obviously you can say it right now um or yeah. if you if, if, if or if the links work you know obviously just say hit the link that's going to be in all of the descriptions and things like that it's up to you yeah they can they can, they can link up with me on my uh, instagram which is chris on um chris kyle's underscore um it was cjk flow but it's now chris kyle's underscore on instagram and um, on Facebook, you just can hit me up, um, Christopher Kyle's. You'll see me with the Black Lives Matter girl on top of my head. So um, yeah, man, um, I'm in it. I'm, I'm in it to win it. We in it to win it. Let's make this move. Let's make this count. This is the perfect time to do it, man. I'm with it. All right, man. Uh, once again, like I said, I appreciate you taking the time with me today. I appreciate your patience. Um, and no this was fun, man. I feel like I feel like I've like I've known you for like over a year now, and I've learned. Yeah, it's so, been over a year. It's been about three years. Just yeah, like. <laughs> and like I, I, there's so much stuff I did not know, but now I know. Um, yeah. Yo, it's called a mystery, mystery guy. Listen, so I, hey, I know. Finally, uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so, um, so thank you, thank you, thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for everything. Um, Peace out to everybody. If you guys have questions, you guys want to be guests on the show, please reach out to me, Jared Wright, or the Jared Wright Podcast. Um, it's been great today. Chris, we got to do this again. Um, we definitely want to track your journey. We want to see what you guys are doing. We're going to hold you accountable. We're holding you accountable for what it is that you said today. You did, and guess what happened? I got just vibe. Listen, so, yeah, keep I told you, I told you. Uh, <laughs> so us, us as us as black as black guys, not even black guys, us as men, we need to start holding each other accountable. Um, so exactly. that's um that's something that you know professionally, and so that's something that we you know, I'm I'm stepping up more so to do. And I hope I hope you guys hold me accountable as well. Um, Chris, peace out, brother. I got nothing but love for you. Um, Tell your wife and your, your family, thank you for for allowing me to take you away from them for the last hour and a half. Um, peace and blessings to you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Peace and blessings, my brother. Yes, sir.